up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Hey, mamas. So it's been a really intense spring, May. There have been some events in the world that are just downright devastating. But what we are tasked to do is to keep moving, to keep working on your wellness, to keep working with the tools that you have from wherever you have gotten these tools, meditation, silence, nature, sound baths, manicures, whatever it is that centers you so that you can put things in perspective, work on your own stuff and constantly focus on moving forward. That's really all we can do. It is a very strange time. And this pod is airing a couple days after a really big show aired that I was a part of. I was very, very nervous about it because I'm notoriously private. What I know from how I deal with my stuff, how I deal with my, when I'm being triggered is I isolate, I go inward, I work on it myself. And to be honest, how we raise our kids and how we raise them to deal with conflict and how we raise them to deal with their emotions that is the way they're going to deal with it for the rest of their lives, unless they get counseling and have other tools. So for me, I've mentioned this before. I grew up in a in a two-parent home, professionals. I had everything material. I just didn't have my emotions nurtured. I just didn't have affection. I wasn't told I was loved. And it's not a big deal to some, but it affects you in very deep, profound Ways I know deep and profound are the same word, but that's how deeply and that's how much it affects you in the most covert ways. You don't even know why you choose the menu date or why you might self-sabotage. All of it is how your parents helped you deal with conflict, helped you express your emotions when you were a child. So I'm super hyper aware of how I'm raising my daughter. It is like number one priority is I want to make sure that we have a connected relationship, even when it's hard, even when we're frustrated with each other, I want us to be connected. I want her to know her emotions have a place to live here. Her emotions are going to be held in my hands, whether it be tough emotions, sweet emotions, we're going to talk it out. Well, because of the way that I was raised, I literally just kind of went to my room as a kid. When I was having emotional breakdowns as a teenager, 
I was told to go to my room and figure it out. So I'm a full-grown woman. And what do I do when things are hard and charged? I go to my room, i.e. my house, and I figure it out. I don't bother other people. I don't necessarily have to tell everybody the problems in my life. I have very specific people who hear the stuff, very specific people who have done their own work, who have tools that can then maybe share with me that might enlighten me. But still, ultimately, I'm going home, I'm centering, I'm meditating, I'm being with myself. So I really wanted to present an amazing mom. A couple of weeks ago, well, she was in the first 10 episodes, I believe. Her name is Destiny Ann. And a lot of you know her because she's a huge mommy influencer. She's the one that created that song, Bitch, You Doing a Good Job, Bitch, <laughs> which of course every mom loves. When I started to become aware of Destiny Ann, a lot of mama influencers are like, You got to know the other Destiny. I'm like, What other Destiny? Destiny Bennett. They call me Mama Bennett right here on most social media platforms. She is young. She's intuitive. She's powerful. And she's all about conscious parenting, intentional parenting. Also, she's been married since she was 20. I love that combination of her being so young, her falling in love with her high school sweetheart, them creating a family at 20 and 18, y'all. And then them working through the hurdles of adulthood and marriage and kid parenting. Like it's a lot. I mean, obviously 20 is not a kid, but considering how old I was when I had my baby, that's like, wow, I'm so impressed. So I wanted to invite the incredible influencer, speaker, author, Destiny Bennett to the pod. Destiny, welcome to Mama Stay. And of course, you guys, because moms are, our schedules are crazy and we're nonstop. It took us about four chances, four tries to finally get to the dang table and zoom it out with each other. And it was well worth it. Everybody, welcome to Mama Stay's Mike, Miss Destiny Bennett. They call me Mama Bennett. Can you hear me? Okay. I can. I'm, I usually don't wear headphones and then my producer's like, please wear headphones. So (laughs) I'm trying to be a good little student. And normally I do have headphones, but you know, these old computers have like the, the regular like jack headphones and I have like the ones for the iPhone. So I don't even have any with me. I'm so I'm so off. It's all good. We all, we have so much grace here at Mama Stay with Tanika Ray. Like that's why you are like the quintessential guest because things happen. We <laughs> things happen. We need time to melt down, scream in a pillow. All those things are doable and acceptable here on this yeah. podcast. So just the fact that you moved five days ago, you get an applause. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that you are now going to take on the adventure of living in a tiny house snaps for that because that to me is next level because you have a family of five, five. Yeah, sweetie, five people in a tiny house. They call me Mama Bennett, Destiny Bennett. She's one of the two destinies that you may know if you follow mommy, (laughs) mommypreneurs and mommy influencers. You guys are both so incredible. You, you guys are different. And I first 
recognized or I found the other destiny. And then somebody's like, you've got to follow the other destiny. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And you're young. You have so much wisdom in your little young mind. And we would really love to go on the journey of A, meeting your husband when you were like children. B, the decision to go into the tiny house world. Like what is happening? So break it down for us. So we actually met at church. We were really young. Like, I think he was only, I'm so sorry. Yes, because children don't care what we're doing. They want mama. Yes. Let me, I'm so sorry. Hold on. No worries. Because this is what happens. Moms don't get a break. Kids don't care if we have something to do. They don't care. Y'all tripping. Kids are like, I want my mama now. And so that's where we are. (laughs) We're living in this world of being on our kids' schedules. And I've had to, there is really no way around it. Children don't care, nor will they understand, nor will they bend to what mama needs, right? Children demand. And so we have to then, as the adults, learn how to, I'm carrying on girl, because it's so funny. I have one child and she's like, nah, I need you. And I keep trying to explain to her, well, mommy needs, she don't care. She don't care. She don't care. And so I'm trying to wrap my brain around we're the adults. We've got to somehow surrender into how can they still be happy? And I still get what I want. So I understand it. You have times three. I call myself doing something right now because my niece's door doesn't have a doorknob. So if you close the door, you're locked in. So I'm like, I'm going to lock myself in. So that I'm locking them out. And all I see is little hands coming through the door. <laughs> I'm just like, no, now I can't get out to go get my husband. But we got it. Which, we of course, it. tugs on all the mommy string, no matter how hard we want to be. But I got a meeting. Then mommy strings are like, get your baby. Uh, yes, no. yes. So my husband and I met at church and we were really young. He was, I think he was like 13 when we met and I was 15 and we did not like each other (laughs) at all. I was actually dating one of his friends. They had like a little business together. And like when we first met, he's like, oh, so you're the one that's been getting in the way of my business. And I'm like, who are you? (laughs) What is happening? Um, But we actually ended up like becoming best friends. Like he was dating my cousin. I was dating his friend and we just got really close. Things just kind of, they stayed that way for like a few years. Like we didn't officially start dating until I think I was 19, almost 20. And then we got married like that same year. (laughs) Wow. I mean, if you know, you know, why take the time? I think we get caught up in societies like push to maybe there's somebody better out there, but if you found them, you found them, right? Yes. yes, God bless you. It doesn't (laughs) happen to very many of us. So take that as a blessing. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's been a blessing. It's been a journey, like for sure. Like I felt that way at that young age. It was like, oh, like I know he's the one for me. Like we might as well, you know, just tie the knot and get married. And girl, it wasn't until that happened that I realized how unprepared I was for marriage. I was like, wow, there's so much that I didn't learn and so much I need to unlearn. And he came from like a background of his parents actually did not stay together, but he was raised by his stepdad who was in his life at a young age. So he was used to like a two parent household. His parents are still married, his mom and his stepdad. And, you know, I come from like a family of like divorce and kind of like dysfunction. So it was a lot like navigating, like how to 
handle things in our marriage. Cause I'm like, okay, this isn't working divorce. And he's like, no, <laughs> like, no, we're going to work it out. So it was a lot, like a lot of learning and growing together and kind of like raising each other in a sense. Even though he's two years younger, he quite literally was the leader in this family as far as, because that's what it is. Some of us had two parents in the home and some of us don't. And it drives me crazy when the person without two parents in the home tries to tell the other how things are supposed to go. No, you don't have bandwidth for this because even if you weren't, your parents didn't teach you how to be in a married situation, just observing them on a daily basis is so educational. Just being in the presence of two people, working it out, having to have discussions and not fights, having to negotiate instead of leaving, having Mm -hmm. to maybe take a breather instead of screaming. I mean, those things are mandatory to Mm -hmm. sort of embrace. And your kids are going to be incredible when they're ready to find their partners. Yes, yes, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that like, my kids are still young and I feel like we're at a very healthy place in our marriage. It definitely has not always been that way, <laughs> but we made it here. But yeah, definitely a lot of like learning from each other. Cause even, even with him coming from a two parent household, his parents didn't have, I don't want to say they didn't have the healthiest marriage, but it wasn't the ideal marriage for us. They still like argued a lot uh, early on. And I feel like he inherited a lot of his dad's like anger issues. So it was like, he didn't really know like, I had a lot of the emotional side. I received a lot of like affection growing up and like, he didn't have that. It was just like, ah, if you're feeling anything, you're angry, you know? So it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot, girl. (laughs) You know what, what, Destiny, you're so adorable. It always is though. There's no such thing as a marriage that just is easy. That just fits together, you know, effortlessly. It it doesn't exist. And if it does, I'm scared of that family. (laughs) People are not in their true feelings. They are not being honest. They are not tapped into their emotions. They might be robots. And I'm freaked out by people who say, oh, it's just because it's not true. It's we, we come into this world as solo beings. Right. And to join forces voluntarily, because it, none of none of our other intimate relationships are voluntary. They're all given to us. Right. Even our children. But the person that you choose to partner with for life. You have to make a great, that has to be, that person has to be the right person, honey. And right means sometimes it's hard, but we know how to get out of it. You guys are professionals now. How do you guys consider yourself? Are you marriage gurus or parent gurus? Like, how do you title yourself? I say coach, parent coach, marriage coach. I feel like sometimes I get a little like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like identity crisis, but I'm like, I don't want to say I'm a professional because I'm not a professional. Like I didn't go to college for this. I just, it's just life experience. Like everything that I do, everything that I teach when it comes to like kids, I I actually did kind of go to college for that. But (laughs) What what was your major? What did you study? So I studied early childhood development. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And prior to that, I actually was pretty much raised in a daycare. My mom had an in-home childcare for 18 years. So I went straight from that into like studying early child development. I was working as a, um, a after school teacher, but ultimately I didn't finish because I had became a mom at a really young age and it was just like too overwhelming. My husband was in the military. And so I ended up dropping out and just kind of like continuing to pursue it on my own. That's been my experience. A lot of what I've learned, I feel like has been a life experience because even, um, 
Oh, Even, you know, <laughs> do you know by the cry which baby that is? That is my niece, yes. And she just had surgery a few days ago. And there's no knob on the door. So you can hear everything. <laughs> it's actually perfect for Mama's Day. Like, oh, so it, that, that just might be the theme song to right. our whole episode. Because I'm like, I don't know when they'll, they'll be able to get her to calm down. But um, Bless her heart. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot more through my journey as being a mom. I feel like going to college for it helped me be able to like apply it. But I definitely feel like my journey has helped me like be able to get that real life understanding. Because it's like when you're learning things in school, it's like it's easy to to not apply it. And I feel like that's what I did in the beginning. Like I learned a lot. And then in the beginning of motherhood, like it all went out the window (laughs) until I really started like like emerging myself in it and becoming like intentional. And then it was like, oh, this is how that works. I think that's fascinating because I do believe that there's learned experience and then there's experiential experience, right? So it's great to read a book about something, but to actually have it in real life teaches you on a whole other level, on a whole other level. So you and your hubby meet, you guys are matched God is like, bless you. You're together. You have babies. How old were you when you had babies? Because you got together. You were married when you were 20. He was 18. And then you had babies when? So we got married in December. Actually, we got pregnant with our first in October of 2012. And we got married in December (laughs) 2012 so it was like instantaneous because after that he he had just got back from boot camp and then after that he had to go like away for schooling for the military there was no like honeymoon phase (laughs) like it was straight into real life pregnancy my firstborn was born May of that next year wow yeah it was we got straight to it (laughs) but here's the positive is you've known him since you guys had kind of a honeymoon before the marriage, right? Florida. All this time with your kids, you're free, no responsibilities. Like that was my greatest love of my whole life was in high school. The greatest. I don't want to be with him now, but the, it's just, it's just funny. It's, it's, it's almost like you're naive and you're free and you're young and you're fresh and it's just fun. So you kind of had, you didn't ha- not have a moment is what I, I want to pour into your head. So you don't think that you're missing out on something. I, absolutely agree with you. I think you're right. I think what kind of sucks about our situation is like, I feel like we always kind of like had feelings for each other, but we were both always in relationships. It was like, like if he was in a relationship, I was in a relationship or vice versa. So it was kind of like, okay, you know, we were best friends for so long when we finally were like, okay, we're both single. Like, let's do this. And like, we were married and pregnant the same year. (laughs) And, and not only that, that we started dating officially in April and in May, he had to leave for boot camp. He was gone for like two, three months. So it was just like, like that's that, hard. Yeah, that those few weeks of like, yay, we're finally together. And then after that, it was like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> Back to life. That was something in the beginning where I was like, not regret. Like, I don't regret my babies. I love my babies. But I'm like, man, I I wish that we would have waited a little bit, you know, to just kind of like, like just get adjusted to like being married and living together and like all that goes into like marriage. You know, I feel like a lot got poured into like parenting in the first few years that now almost 
10 years in, we'll be married 10 years in December. It's like now we're finally getting to really like pour into and like focus on our marriage. Well, that's a blessing. And I think you're so wise because you're right. It's all that energy in the beginning had to be, it's not even an option, had to take care of little humans to keep them alive, right? To keep them alive, to make sure that they were off on the right foot. And you guys seem very organic. And I don't know, you seem very authentic and organic, like fresh fruit is everywhere. Like that's how I envision you guys. Like you make every meal. Like I don't see you guys stopping at McDonald's every night. I just don't see (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We definitely, not McDonald's for sure. That's out, but we definitely then make our occasional stop at like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> sure. Especially in this transition. I'm like, I cannot cook. I've been unpacking. I've been building. Like I'm not cooking today, but no, <laughs> for sure. We do definitely try to keep it like organic fruits, veggies. Um, we're primarily like plant-based. So I love how you say I'm plant-based, but we do do Chick-fil-A. Like what is happening? Yes, yes. plant-based. I do not use the term vegan, vegetarian, any of that. I feel like they um, are a little too restricting and we're just a little like kind of like free in the sense that like if we feel like having fried chicken today, we will. But we also like we're very intentional with how we eat and like bear in mind, like I, we can't have fried chicken every day. Like I don't not eat fried chicken cause I don't like it. Like if it came down to just liking it, I would eat it every day. Cause like my family is like from the South. Like I, I grew up a fried chicken eating girl, but <laughs> <laughs> I just came to the realization that I'm like, there's so many health issues in my family. You know, there, there's, there's so much that I don't want to inherit. And there's so much that, plays into like the generational curses and breaking the generational curses. And so that was something that I had to change for myself so that my kids would be open to change. It was, it was very like contradictory for me to be over here, like having a Jimmy Dean breakfast bowl in the morning. And I'm like, you guys need to have strawberries. And (laughs) like, they're looking at me like, but you're not. So it's, it's been a lifestyle change that we've taken on in the last, I want to say like three, four years. I like to kind of keep it open. Like we do have chicken in some days, but we are primarily plant-based for, for health purposes. No, I love that you said that. And I love that you brought up generational curses because our culture is just riddled with them. And a large part of that is in the food we eat. I mean, we can't, no matter how we slice it, it just is what it is. When our people were enslaved, they threw us all the crap they didn't want to eat and it's the pork and it's the grease and it's the fat and it's all of it. And even though we've sort of claimed it as I'm keeping it real, it's what my family does and making excuses for it. It's killing us. It's killing us. We've got to unshackle our minds from what we've always done. Cause just because we've always done it doesn't mean that it's right or that it's healthy. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. I, this is like something I've been trying to reiterate to my family And even like in my book a little bit, I'm just like, there's so much that we've claimed as our own because it it was all we had. And so we claim it and we're proud of it. It's like, well, if you don't claim this and you're not proud of this, like, are you even from here? You know, but it's like, there's so much more behind it. And, and when it comes to food, that's like a really huge thing. Like that, that has been probably one of the biggest generational curses I have had to break. And like, I'm still working to break and be more intentional about because it's not even just our culture. It's like, it's American culture. It's, it's burgers and hot dogs and dairy. And, you know, like everything that is normalized for us is not 
good for our bodies. When you live here, it's hard to be like, hey, kids, like I know you see all the other kids eating this and I know this is what you see on TV and this is what's normal. But that doesn't mean that that's how we're supposed to be eating. You know, it's very hard to like get them out of that mindset. I feel really blessed to be able to like have a tight knit family like we homeschool. We, we pretty much do everything together. So I feel like I'm able to have a big influence on my kids. And that has been a very positive like impact on them when it comes to, you know, everything. But it's it's hard. It's it's really hard. And it's even harder when you don't have the mentality, like the understanding to, to back it. A hundred percent. One of the biggest reasons why we made this transition is because I I want to get back to a better place in terms of like my mental health and not having to worry about cleaning the house and doing this and do it like I can just live, you know? And when we get there, I know it'll be easier for me, mm-hmm. but right now for sure <laughs> in the midst of transition, it's been hard. It's been hard. And I've been trying to like, just make sure I'm keeping myself full with like things that like, like I've been having like a lot of smoothies, like tea, stuff like that. Cause I'm like, if I'm full, then I can reason with myself. I'm like, okay, you don't need to eat anything sweet because you're full, you know? <laughs> like, but it's like when I'm hungry and bored or, you know, overwhelmed, I'm like, I might as well just grab this because it's quicker than making that. And I get it. Here's the thing. It's so fascinating because sugar will instantly give you a boost of energy to deal with your kids, right? It's like coffee. Hi, I'm a coffee holic. Coffee, sugar, it does all of that. Do you know at one point, and you're way too young to know this, they used to advertise cigarettes to pregnant women. Oh my God. So that when they have their babies, because it's a little pick me up, it was advertised to my, they didn't care about the health issues. It was advertised because it gives you a buzz. So we're, we're victims of advertising. We are victims of somebody who's going to make a billion dollars off of us buying ca- cafe macchiatos or whatever it is. It's not about our health. And so the, okay, hi, everything is falling. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that we can do is be like the masters of our own minds and our own bodies. You guys seem like you're in a good space. You're so young. You're like, I can't believe you said 2012. Oh my God. You're 10 years out of your teens. Like that's nothing. <laughs> I'm, that, that's good. That, I'm happy to hear that. Cause I'm like, I'm turning 30 in a couple weeks and it's, it's another transition. <laughs> I'm like leaving my twenties behind. I'm, I have a little gray hair right here. I don't know if Girl. you can see it. <laughs> you don't even want to talk about gray hair and the amount of box color dye I have in my bathroom. Let's not even go there. I mean, yeah, kids bring gray hair, don't they? <laughs> Marriage brings gray hair. Life brings gray hair. I mean, it just, it, or we call it silver, silver, or yes. glistens, sparkles. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll, keep it. I'll take my little wise hair. We're, there you go. <laughs> so, so as a mom, a married mom of three, how would you say your 20s were? I mean, how would you like to remember your 20s? Oh, man. My 20s were a growing process. I feel like that's better than like saying my 20s were hell, which is kind of <laughs> <laughs> how I describe it. I, I, I 
put in my caption the other day. I mean, my husband says all the time, I'm like, like, it's they're so serious when they say you have to go through hell to get to heaven. And everybody is like, oh, like, I need, you know, your marriage or, you know, I need to be a mom like you. Like, I get all these comments and I'm like, first of all, I'm not perfect. Like, I'm still on the journey, like, for sure. I still have my learning curves and, and things that I need to grow through. But I feel like I was so isolated while, like, all my friends were, like, going to college and parties and, you know, like, all the fun, like, 20 stuff that, like, I, you know, wanted to do. And I was a mom and, you know, I was a wife and it was like, I was in a completely different transition and I didn't really have anybody to give me guidance on that. I didn't have any married friends. I didn't know any people that had a successful marriage, like at all in general, I had no examples of what that would look like. I still, to this day, don't know anyone that has a marriage, like on the level of like where I feel like my marriage is, where I could be like, okay, like, give me some advice. Like, I still feel like I haven't found that tribe. My twenties were, it was a huge learning curve. It was, it was a lot of stress, a lot of chaos, like some fun points in between. And like I said, I feel like getting like to the end of my twenties, like these last three, four-ish years, maybe have been like where I'm reaping the benefits of like everything that I've learned going through my twenties, which is what gives me like hope and makes me excited moving into my thirties. Cause I'm like, okay, like this is the beginning of, you know, like (laughs) getting to heaven after going through hell. So like, I'm excited to continue on that journey. I thought I was going to be like completely dreading turning 30, like two years ago. I was like, Oh my God. But now I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited moving out of my twenties. Hilarious. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Your oldest is then 10. Nine? Yeah, he'll be nine this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then by 18, which is eight years away, oh no, nine years away, he leaves and goes to college technically, right? And then you, by 42, you are, you guys are free technically. Hey, yeah. If we decide not to have any more kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's about that. So interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So give me the ages of your kids. So my oldest will be nine in a few months. And then I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. And now you're talking about possibly more while you guys transition into a tiny home. Explain to me, mom, (laughs) married mom of three kids with a total of five people, why living in a tiny home feels like the right thing for you guys to do. When we first got married, my husband was getting into the military. And I feel like military life, for one, I I expected that military life would look so different. Like I thought we would be traveling and doing so many different things. Oh my God, military life sucked. It was terrible. (laughs) It was the worst. And we were stationed in like the worst place possible. And so it was just like, it wasn't what we expected it to be. We definitely thought we would get to travel more. And I feel like that was always one thing. Like when I got into motherhood, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get to travel now. Like I always wanted to travel. And ever since pretty much we've been married, even with living in that same place for five years, that same city, we have moved like every single year, whether we were moving cities or we were moving to different apartments, from one apartment to a house and here to there. We were living in Arizona when he was in the military. Then we went from Arizona to living in Torrance, California, which was horrible. And <laughs> we went from there to... SoCal, I'm there to Oceanside, to Nevada. Like we, we have moved so many times. 
when we moved to Vegas in 2020, it was like finally like that, like settle, like, oh my God, like we have a space of our own. We like it here. We're happy. Like we can settle and not be moving constantly. During that process, we came to the realization like, oh my God, we like moving. (laughs) We like, we don't like the process of moving all of our things and, you know, all the stuff that we acquired, but we just, we liked it. Like before we moved to Vegas, we were essentially homeless that whole year. Like all of 2020, we were pretty much homeless. We were living, we were like renting out a room out of a friend's house, like a tiny room that we were all sleeping in and, you know, living in. And because we were in someone else's house, it was like, we didn't want to be a burden. The kids had, you know, energy to burn. So we were gone a lot. We were always going to the park or going to the beach or just, let's just get out of the house. So we're like out of their way, you know? And after that, we transitioned into a tinier room. So it was just like, it was a lot of going, going, going. And in the process, it was like, it was stressful because we didn't have our own space. But when we moved into our house in Vegas, we were looking back and we're just like, oh my God, we spent so much more time together then. Like being in this house, you know, the kids are, you know, isolated. They're in this room, we're in this room. Like we're not as bonded as we were during that time when we were homeless. We were just like, how can we like, make this fit, you know, and obviously we don't want to be homeless again, living in someone's house. And so we were just like, you know what, like, what if we got a tiny house? You know, what if we got a trailer and we just lived in that? Like, that's still our own space. We don't feel like forced out because we're occupying someone else's space and we don't have to pay rent, which is ridiculous. My God. (laughs) I mean, that right there is the best part of it. You're living in your family members backyard but in your own space essentially yeah so there's no a light bill gas you know no bills like we're just like it would cut down on so much money and we can travel and that's what we've always wanted to do is just like travel that's where we bonded the most together is like gaining new experiences and new places and just having the freedom to like be wherever we want whenever we want so it's funny because I was telling my husband like I feel like most people plan things out better. Like they're like, okay, so this is the three-year plan. And like, we're just so like impulsive that we're kind of just like, hey, you want to move out next week? Yeah, let's do it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Figure it out along the way. So we decided to move out within 30 days. We traded in our car for a truck. We bought the trailer and we packed up all of our stuff. Well, not packed. We sold most of our stuff. And I was going to say there has to be some sort of big purge that has to happen, right? It was a big purge, and it it was kind of. I felt a little grief because it was like we. This was what we had dreamed of: was having our house and having our own space. And we had just bought brand new beds and bunk beds for the kids, and new couches and tables and everything. When I tell you, like, we gave most of that away. Like, we gave so much stuff away because we're just like, we want to go, we want to get out of here. Like, here, do you want a brand new TV? Come pick it up. <laughs> like, wow. We'll figure it out, and that's what we did. We packed up, we left a week ago, and we've just been figuring out. My husband's been working 24 seven, like building it out. And like, he's doing it by himself. We don't really have like family support. There's so many people I've tried to recruit to like help him. Cause I'm like, I feel bad. He's slaving away in there, but it's just like, at the end of the day, it's just us. So we just, we're figuring it out. <laughs> Girl, you better grab a hammer and get it popping. <laughs> like. I know. I was like, I was, he was working the other day from like 8 AM until like 5 PM. And I'm like, I'm dealing with the kids. I'm like homeschooling and cooking and clean. Like, and like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna come out and help you. Okay. The baby's crying. Like, so it's just kind of been like a trade off. Like I take care of all the house stuff and he's been working in the trailer and 
I hope you are filming most of this. You guys need to call HGTV like stat and be like, we don't know what we're doing, but we're building a tiny house. It's a whole show in itself. It's a whole show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely been filming from the process and um, we're going to be like dedicating our, um, our family page to like just showing that this new journey, like, I don't even know what it's going to be, but I'm, I'm trusting in God and the universe and we're just doing it. Life is too short. One of the biggest things that I love about like homeschooling and people always ask me like, well, what if, you know, your kids don't get like socialized? What? I'm like, they don't need to be social. <laughs> like eventually they will. But I'm just like, personally, I feel like five years old is too early to be with other kids on a regular basis because they're still so impressionable. Like, I love that my kids have been around me enough and influenced enough that, like, they are confident and they can, like, walk out into the world confident. Like you said, like, somebody can say something to them and they can be like, okay, you know, but, like, I don't feel like kids are always prepared for that. And going into, like, school at such a young age, it's like, I don't know, it's just me. Maybe it's just, like, the mom bear, but I'm like, I feel like I'm, like, throwing them out to the wolves. Like, when my um, oldest did kindergarten, in public school is my only kid that's ever done public school. And like, he was getting teased about his hair. Like they were telling me he looks like a girl. And literally we were dealing with this bully on like a regular basis. And I'm like, going to school, like what is going on? You know, he went from being like such a confident kid to having so many like insecurities. And I'm noticing him being like more shy and timid. And I'm like, Oh no. Mm -mm. And we took him out uh, after kindergarten. I was like, he will not be coming back. He's done. Uh, going into fourth grade this year and like he's just he's so much more confident he's so much more like assured of himself and I'm like I I wish I had that as a kid who have so many things and we don't have that much time first of all you are primed for it your mom had an at-home daycare so that's in your that's in your system you also studied child development so it is your passion it is your talent for those of us where it is not it is not mine what would be your greatest piece of advice I would say to trust yourself and like, don't move in fear. That's something I've had to like really, really work on is to stop moving in fear. And when I stopped moving in fear, I realized that like, it's not as scary as it looks. I was that person. I did not want to homeschool. My husband was actually the first one that was like, we need a homeschool. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Not me. <laughs> I need them. I was We're six hours a day. No, ma'am. But it's just like, I, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to. I just didn't want to do it. You know, it just seemed overwhelming. And I'm not going to lie, some days it is kind of overwhelming, but it's so freeing. It's for what is mandatory bonding time. Like I know no matter what, I have to spend this time with my kid. You know, I don't have days where I'm like, oh, we haven't spent time together in, in days. And it's just like being able to be involved in like what they're learning to like be hands-on and know what they're learning and even have the freedom to teach them what I want to teach them. I remember the, one of the first things I loved is like, when my son was doing first grade and his teacher was like, okay, what do you want him to learn for history? And I was like, can we do black history? She was like, yeah, pick your books, pick what you want to teach. Go ahead. Like these are, you know, like the, the standards or whatever, like as long as he's in line with these, you can teach him whatever. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, right? like if we want to do for math today, you're going to help me make pancakes. This is how we do the measurement. Like there's so much freedom in homeschooling. It's not just sitting down and be like, this is the lesson for the day, you know? And I think that that's, that's the, the stigma of like what we think homeschooling looks like, but 
homeschooling, like we go to the mountains. We we went to we went hiking and we were like teaching the kids like this is what the grounds look like for the um, original, like the aboriginal people that lived here. And these are the type of things that the type of animals there were. This is like what the soil, you know, like and it's it's so freeing. I I, I would never go back unless my kids wanted to. <laughs> But it, it's so freeing. It's not as hard as it seems. And there's so many resources when it comes to homeschool. You can get a tutor. You can get, you know, you can get, you can homeschool through a charter like we through, do. You can get help. There's apps. There's there's so many different resources to help in this journey. We have to get come to a close. I've loved meeting you. I've loved getting some of your beautiful, almost 30-year-old wisdom. <laughs> you. You've learned a lot in being in the trenches of mommyhood and wifehood. But I need to know, you have five seconds to yourself. Your hubby goes, go have some me time. What are you doing? Oh, man. I am, <laughs> if I'm in um, good spiritual stances, <laughs> probably meditating, yoga, um, or dancing. I love to dance. I don't know how good I am at it, but I've, that's something I've always loved to do. If I'm a little low, I'm probably binge watching like Jane the Virgin or <laughs> oh, I love that show. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. Jane the Virgin's a great show. I'm watching it for like the third time right now. <laughs> That's why I'm like surefire. Like I can't get too caught up in it because I've already seen it. It's a safe, like good show. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. Make sure that you stay in touch with They Call Me Mama Bennett, Destiny Bennett, because you do seminars and you have events and people can kind of glean the wisdom that you've learned so honestly over the last 10 years. So thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you. I loved it. It was great for like girl time. <laughs> That's what it is. It's girl time when we can take our mommy hats off and be girls. It's so good. Thank you, mama. What did I tell you? Just fresh and easy and carefree. I just really think there's so much out here. And God, we're so lucky to have social media in our lives because if we have any questions, Unlike it was 20 years ago, we can literally find our people on social media. Destiny is so young, but she's got incredible, incredible tools, incredible ideas on how to keep her kids connected to her, on how to keep her husband happy and connected to her, on how to keep the family strong and productive. And come on, a tiny house? Honey, there's only Nyla and I, there's only two of us in our family And I couldn't do a tiny house with her, girl. I need some space. (laughs) But all praises to Destiny and her husband and her three beautiful children. Oh, and possibly another. We'll see. Thank you so much, Destiny. I hope you guys enjoyed her. And make sure you go over to her Instagram and her TikTok. She's very popular there. They call me Mama Bennett. She's always filled with really great takeaways. We love you guys here on Mama's Day and thank you for supporting me on Red Table Talk. That was not an easy an easy show for me to do, but I really have been so inspired by Mama's Day to really live in my absolute truth. The only way that I can be the best mother that I can be is to face the crap that I went to when I was younger and then I can switch and shift the narrative for my daughter. So it's a part of my journey. 
It, of course, is going to not land well on people in my family, but the only person it was hurting was me. I was holding this shame for so long and everybody else was like, everything's fine. And it's just not. So it wasn't about me trying to be vindictive or, or be mean to my parents. It was literally about expressing my truth. And I felt really safe in that space with people who are just always transparent, Jada and Willow and her mama. Um, so thank you guys. Continue to follow us here on Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. DM me. I'm looking for mom bosses. I'm looking for women who are starting their own businesses, preferably products. And so DM me or email me, mamastaywithtanikaray at gmail or right here you can DM me at tanikaray. And as always, thank you, Jenny Media, for holding me down. Much love, guys. I will talk to you soon. See you next week. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay. Mama stay.